0: We're going to continue today in this uh, series called Developing a Habit of Prayer. Developing a Habit of Prayer. Last week we talked a little bit about the purpose uh, of prayer and why it's important to pray, how it's a part of our everyday lives. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the power of prayer. More specifically, the power of agreement prayer, the power of agreement prayer and we must know that it's a powerful thing uh, to set our hearts to seek the Lord with prayer and fasting. We can throw fast. I didn't call you to do that. And God, you know, he hadn't put that on my heart. But if you feel to fast, too, that's a powerful thing to be able to fast and pray. Right. To humble ourselves and to call on the name of the Lord standing in agreement prayer. You know, there's two parts to agreement prayer that I want to talk to you about. And I feel like this first part is a part that we skip. You know, when you hear someone say, "Uh, we're going to talk about praying in agreement, you automatically think a certain thing, as you should. But there's something, there's a part we skip over when we talk about coming into agreement. I want to talk about that. And because, you know, I was reading in Acts chapter 2, we're going to go to Matthew in just a minute. We'll be there in a, in a moment. But I was reading in Acts chapter two once again, and I was looking at where they were all together after Jesus. Uh, you know, he 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 resurrected, uh, if you remember that time, and then he walked the earth. How many people know how many days he was on earth before he ascended? No, he brother cars got anybody? I know, I know you. I know the elders know it. You know anybody else? Fifty. Yeah, well, it was 50 days right before um, the, the Holy Spirit fell, but then Jesus left after 40 days. Yeah, and then there were that, those 10 days, uh, you know, where they were jesus they weren't really jesus list, But as far as they thought, you know, they thought, well, he's not here, you know. and uh, But he said, I'm going to send you a comforter. And, and God is omnipresent anyway, so it's not like he wasn't there, okay? Um, but yeah, that's right. It was a 50-day because they were fulfilling Pentecost. So that's where uh, we're talking about the 50 days. But then Jesus was with them teaching on the kingdom of God for 40 days. And then he ascended into heaven and told them, uh, you know, to go to the upper room. Heard about the upper room? The upper room, right? We've seen that at funerals, but that's not what we're talking about here. But um, the upper room, and then they they waited. They did, they didn't know how long, right? Uh, but they waited another ten days. And the Bible says um, that they 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 were all on one accord. They were all on one accord, meaning that they were agreeing together, right? Now, I will say this, I don't, I, I, I'm all about the doctrine, and, and I understand that it was the fulfillment of Pentecost. That's why the 50 days. But I was wondering, you know, Jesus ascended after 40 days and left them there for 10 days. Maybe why didn't he just wait until 50 days? Or why did, you know, and say, okay, I'm leaving now and the Holy Spirit's coming now. Same time I'm leaving, the Holy Spirit's coming. Or why didn't he wait for 45 days or 49 days? Why did he allow them to be there 10 days? And I don't think it's as much as, you know, they're waiting on the Holy Spirit for, you know, for 10 days as much as, listen, I'm giving you some time to come into agreement together to come into one accord, okay? Because you're focused on me walking the earth, you know, walking on water, turning water into wine, healing blind eyes, raising people from the dead, getting crucified, all right, resurrected. You're focusing on all of those things. And now I need you guys to come together in agreement and get on one accord. And so uh, what would it be like if we as Christians, as a church, right? Uh, We weren't looking for Pentecost, which was already fulfilled. We weren't looking for some certain time to happen, but right here, right now, we were able to come on one accord. And we're going to talk about that too, because coming on one accord, we think of certain things. So there's two parts to to this agreement prayer. The first thing about the agreement is we, we know, well, let me start from two and go back to one. So we know where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus is there in the midst. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? Amos. We know all these scriptures about coming together as touching, agreeing, and as touching, and what you can do. We even remember the Tower of Babel, right? Some of you Christians and theologians, how many times has that been preached about the Tower of Babel and how the people came together and, and God said they, they could do anything that they set their mind to because they're together, they agree together. I need to go down and knock this thing down because they'll accomplish it. How many sermons, messages have we heard about that? Devotions, how many times have we read about this agreement? But see, we skip a step. That's step number two. Step number one is we have to come into agreement with the word of God. You've got Your prayer of agreement has to first be agreeing with God before you can agree with anybody else because we can agree all we want to we might even be like those folks who came together to build the tower they didn't agree with god first and they started to accomplish something but can you imagine anybody ever played the game jenga you know that little game where you put one on and you put another one and it kind of builds a tower and then you see who can take it out, who can take it out before it falls down, many of y'all don't know that, okay, some of you maybe kind of, okay, yeah, okay, Maryland. a couple people know Jenga, all right, and so basically it's this, it's this tower of blocks and you take one out and, and another, it's the next person's turn and whoever takes one out and it falls down, you lose, right, we know that, imagine building a tower like that and uh, your son coming in and just knocking it down right yeah that's what my son did one time when he was little but anyway right that's what happened to these people they were building this magnificent beautiful thing and and God consulted with himself and said knocking that thing down so we can agree all we want to without God And even start to accomplish some things. And then we'll wonder, how come it didn't work? How come it fell apart so fast? What happened? I mean, we come together in agreement. We're ass touching. We're praying together. But guess what? We never agreed as one with God's word first. We never agreed first as one with God's word. That has to be first. We're wondering why things don't work when we talk about agreement. What does agreement mean? Agreement means to be in unity, speaking and championing the same vision. It is to stand as one, holding true to what is agreed on. In order for us to first agree with God's word, everything else has to be second. Everything else that we're passionate about has to be second. Your kids have to be second. Your spouse has to be second to God, only to God, come on your politics, your economics, every, your job. And I'm not talking about good and bad. I'm just I'm saying everything. It could be good, bad, indifferent. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything has to be second to you agreeing with God. That's the only way you're going to affect economics. It's the only way you're going to affect Come on, politics. It's the only way you're going to affect your marriage. It's the only way you're going to take ground is to first agree with God. We have to be in that agreement first. Agreement first. Why? Because agreement is forming a partnership with God that employs the prayer of faith. And we're going to open new doors. I told you this year is a year for speaking the mountains Come on, we've heard some testimonies. Don't act like we haven't heard already some testimonies even today. Come on, somebody. I think somebody might need to take us to lunch one day. You're getting a thousand percent return, but, you know, we'll leave that. But I'm just saying, we've heard some testimonies. We're going to speak to some mountains this year. We're just getting started. I know we're in month number five, but we're just getting started speaking to some mountains this year. We're going to open new doors. We're going to shut old doors. Some people don't want to shut some old doors, (laughs) but we're going to shut some old doors. Come on, because they're hindering us. They're holding us back. And we're going to release supernatural power through prayerful and powerful intercession as we agree with God's word. You must agree with God's word first. When you agree with God's word and we pray together, it creates a symphony of prayer. And that's when we speak with one voice, one voice, what God has said. That's when the Holy Spirit fell. When they spoke with one voice, as God has said in His Word through the Holy Spirit, being of the same mind and in complete agreement. Complete agreement. Matthew chapter 18, just one verse for you. Just one verse, if you would give it to me. Matthew chapter 18, come on. Just one verse, verse 19. Verse 19. First, the New King James Version of 1819 puts it this way. All right. It says, again, I say to you, you know it, that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. You know that verse. Let me give it to you in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version. Amplified Version of Matthew 1819 puts it this way. Watch this now. (laughs) Again, I tell you, Jesus is speaking here. So he's already said some things already. He's already said this already. So he's saying it again. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, what does that mean? Harmonize together. To make a symphony together. To make a symphony together. About whatever. Anything and everything. Because, see, if you submit yourself to God, if you're agreeing with His Word first, we don't have to go through a message about being in God's will. Because you will be, because you're agreeing with His Word. All right? Whatever, anything and everything that they may ask, it will. These are Jesus' words, folks. Jesus is speaking. This is not Paul the Apostle. This is not Timothy, come on, his son. This ain't Mark. This ain't somebody off to the side. This ain't the guy who carried the cross. This is not Pontius. This is Jesus speaking. It will come to pass and be done for them by my father in heaven. If we could learn to agree together. If two of you on earth agree with the formula of making God first first see because faith needs a life of prayer in which to grow and keep growing stronger and stronger come on the the door to the realm where all things are possible today today is swinging open before you this is the word of god don't look at this is pastor mike brother mike your friend michael just saying some words to you this is god's word this is god's word i'm not spe- i'm just anybody can speak this come on This is God's word speaking to you prophetically today. He's talking. Just using this voice, but he's talking. Hope my voice is not too irritating. Don't turn it off because it's really God. All right, just hear his voice, all right? God's speaking to you. The door to the realm where all things are possible is swinging open before you today. What's your job then? How do I walk through it? Believe, pray, see, and the big one, expect. So many people don't expect. You might believe. Nah, I don't believe because God is God. And you'll pray because you know you're supposed to pray. I mean, it's what we do. I mean, people don't go to church, pray. People pray all the time. People pray in traffic. Come on. People pray. <laughs> all right. And then there comes a point where you could even see. Oh, I could, I could, I could see myself with that job but then you don't expect it. You don't expect it. (laughs) You don't expect it. You don't expect it. You don't expect it. And I'll tell you how we know you don't expect it because of the words that come out of your mouth. You would not believe if I took an inventory of some of the things that I say during the day that I don't even realize. I don't mean to. I mean, I love God. And, I, and I, I believe I have faith and I want to have faith. Come on. And so I'm not trying to go against God, but these words come out of my mouth. You know, I'm, I'm going to put this thing together. I'm gonna, I, I don't know. It, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. Then why are you trying it? Why try it if you already know it's not going to work? That's what God is saying to you and to me. Come on, to both of us. Why are you trying it then? If You already know it's not going to work because you omniscient, right? You got all the knowledge. You already know it's not going to work. So then why are you trying it? That's a hard question we need to ask ourselves. Don't feel condemned by me or even convicted. Ask it of yourself. That's what I'm doing. I'm looking in the mirror. And this week when I'm in my devotion, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm going to pray about. God, show me those areas in my life where I don't expect. And I know I don't expect because of the words that come out of my mouth. See, thinking you expect and hoping that you expect and praying that you expect are all one thing. But expecting is another thing. It's another thing all together. All together, we've got to expect. And to be in agreement, to be in agreement with God and to be in agreement with each other, there's this this Christianese word, but it's so true. We use it all the time, but we need to get it down in our spirit. The real true meaning of it and it's called being like-minded you ever heard that word before you know you have like-minded romans 12:16 talks about being of the same mind one toward another philippians 2 philippians 2 paul said this he said make my joy complete by being like-minded if you would only be like-minded Having the same love, being in one, in spirit and in purpose. And I think we can get it. We can get it when it talks about us being like-minded with one another. But do we get it as it is being like-minded with God? I just want that to sink in for a moment. Are you like-minded with God? Because God said you're more than a conqueror. But you said, "I, I don't, I mean, that's for somebody else. Are you like-minded with God? Are you? Are you like-minded with him? Because God said you're an overcomer. But you're saying, well, I can't, that's for, I can't do that much. I can do this much, but I'm not going that far. I mean, that's the pastor. I mean, that's Jody. You know, that's Brother James, Brother Eldon. That's Brother Steve. He got a lot of faith. That's the, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to make it. I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. Yeah, you are. Because you just said you was. <laughs> you are. but to be like-minded with God. Some of us need to stop just reading scripture because it's a daily thing to do and check off our list and actually start meditating. You know, one of the things I used to do is I used to say, you know what, I want to get through this Bible, so I don't want to be one of those people that just reads a verse or two, you know, like that, just some fast food. I want to get some meat. So I'm going to read, you know, the first three chapters of Leviticus. You know, because I'm getting deep. I'm I'm about to get deep with this thing. But one of the things I found out is some of us need to stop being so deep. We need to get one or two scriptures and get that thing down in your spirit until you believe those one or two scriptures. That'll set you on a course. God will make you deep. Don't worry about it. God's deep. He'll get you to the deep part. But we need to just get one or two faith scripture, all of it's faith. I don't even know why I said that. All of it's faith. We need to get a couple of, a passage down in our heart. That's why during the devotion, I didn't put a whole bunch of scripture in there because it's it's more important that we get some scripture, get God's word in us, but then spend some time that God can develop that thing. The seed is planted, right? Down in our spirit and fertile ground. And then that seed begins to, to sprout and bring forth fruit in our lives. Come on, with results all around us, we begin to see the fruit of what God has planted in us. That's where we need to be, like-minded, like-minded. And so this is why prayer is so important to us, because how do we know how to be like-minded with God if we don't even talk to Him? I mean, if I don't talk to you, how, do, how are we going to be together? How, how am I going to know? How, how are we going to be like-minded? Like-minded. <laughs> I don't know where you're going, what you think, what your doctrine is, where you fail, where you succeed, nor do you me. But we say we like-minded. We come together. We don't even know each other, but we come together. God is saying the same thing. He's saying, yeah, you, you say, God, and, and, and you pray. You know, you bless your food. You don't ever give me thanks for your food, but you bless it. Come on now. Think about that. Jesus only blessed the food, I think, twice. Every other time they give thanks. Broke the bread and gave thanks. Give thanks. You don't even know me. You don't talk to me. God is saying, "Talk to me. Talk to me." E.M. Bounds said this. He said, "The secret of success in Christ's kingdom is the ability to pray. The one who can wield the power of prayer is the strong one, the holy one in Christ's kingdom. The most important lesson we can learn is how to pray." Now, do you do you understand? <laughs> Do you understand the words that he wrote on this paper? (laughs) He said, Ian Bound said, the most important lesson we can learn. He didn't say the most important lesson we can learn is to pray. Think about this. I know, pregnant pause, think about it. He didn't say the most important lesson you can learn in life is to pray. He said the most important lesson you can learn is how to pray. Now, if you remember last week, I was saying, Jesus, Jesus said, I never come to condemn. I didn't come to condemn. The Holy Spirit will convict, but I never. So if you pray, he's not condemning you. You are not condemned because like I said last week, there's a lot of people who don't even pray. So the fact that you pray is a wonderful thing. All right. So it's it's not a condemnation. But now, listen, what does the Bible talk about? God says we're going from glory to glory. To glory, to glory, to glory, to glory. We got to keep moving. None of us have arrived. We haven't arrived. We haven't got there. There's more. Come on. God is unsearchable. He says, seek my face while I may be found. Come on. This is the God of the universe is in God. He's not in the universe. Come on. And, And so we haven't arrived. And so because we haven't arrived, we can take this statement the right way. Well, maybe... There's more to learning how to pray than just the way I do it, than just saying a few key big words that I think God wants to hear, than just speaking my Christianese, than just flipping over to King James, yet I don't talk like that in my regular vocabulary, just to impress God. Wrong. Again, understand, nothing wrong with that either. I love it. I, that's how I grew up. So I'm not, I'm not speaking of wrong. I'm just talking about going from glory to glory. I'm talking about motive. I'm talking about heart. Where is your heart at? That's, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about methods. We're not ta- everybody prays different, and that's great. You know, some people have long prayer. Some people have short prayer. But remember the, 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 the scripture we read last week. You know, don't think because of your many words you're getting through to God just because of the many words. Okay, because God looks at the heart We know that he looks at the heart. Something about a praying church. am I going to get to these points? Yes, I am. Something about the praying church. Acts 1:14, they all continued with one accord in prayer and, supplic- and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. they all continued with one accord. in Acts 2 it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship with the breaking of bread and in prayers. We must make it a priority. There was still an hour of prayer, even after Jesus ascended. You know, the law, it wasn't that the law necessarily went away, but Jesus just said, I'm the the fulfillment here of it. Okay? So even though all of that was different, there was still an hour of prayer. In Acts chapter 3, it says Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. So they still had an emphasis on prayer. First Timothy two, 1 Timothy 2.1, Paul said, Therefore I exhort, first of all, all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. The praying church is a presence-filled church. It's a faith-filled, presence-filled church. The praying church is, is a church that's passionate about prayer Not praying with lip service only, but from the heart. The praying church has the fire of God that burns up the dross. God wants to hear from us. I said it, and I'll say it again. God is not happy with empty closets. He's not happy with an altar with no fire. We just take that time and pray, and there's no heart. And it doesn't matter the length. If, if, if you say, well, it's great, Pastor Mike. We pray, but you know, our prayer time is like eight minutes. And so it's not enough time to, to really get me going. And I would say to you, if you need 20 minutes to get going, what are you doing for the first five minutes? Come on. You think what God, you know, he, you got to prime the pump. Oh, Lord. Ancient of days. Alpha and Omega. Rose of Sharon. Come on, somebody. Lion of Judah. Y'all know who he is. Come on. You got a prime to pump? You know what God would say? Thank you for that. I already know who I am. But, but I appreciate it because I love the praise. I do. I love the praise. But how long are you going to do that part? Let's get to it. Can we talk? What if you approach somebody like that? Your, your friend like that? How you doing, Sister Jody? Wonderful counselor. Oh, beautiful gray hair. I love the glasses. Walk with a cane, but you have a wonderful walk. The shoes today. Oh, what do you want? (laughs) What do you want? What do you want? (laughs) Come on. It's what God is saying sometimes. And now also, by the same token, I'm not telling you to have short prayers. God, hey, how you doing today? Great. Bless me. Got it. Let's keep on moving. No, you know as well as I do, that's not it either. That's not it either. But very, very quickly, here's eight. I'm going to give this to you quickly. Here's eight powerful results of this agreement prayer. So you might want to just jot these down. I'll put them up here. It'll be online. If you don't get them all, don't worry. You can always go on and get them later. Eight powerful results of agreement prayer. Why is it so important for us to come together? Now, remember, please remember, what's the first part of it? What's the first part? Who do we have to agree with first? God, word of God. First, that's first. Powerful results of agreement prayer. We agree with God's word, what he says about you. Come on. His, his prophecy about you. It's a more sure word of prophecy is, the, is God's word. First of all, agreement prayer secures victory in warfare. You know, we want to talk about warfare. I, I can't even get into it. We talk about warfare, spiritual warfare, and all of that floating around the room and calling down stuff and this secures victory when we agree together with god's word because sometimes (laughs) you know what i'm just gonna get through a few of these it's okay we got time we got time until jesus come back we got time it's all right because i can't just go through it too fast okay you know (laughs) we go through spiritual warfare listen i ain't talking bad about nobody I, i promise you i'm not but i've been in i've been in some prayer meetings I heard some people say just some crazy stuff. I, I'm thinking, is that in the Bible? What in the world? I mean, you, you, because we get emotional. And I'm not, I'm not speaking bad because I've been there too. You get emotional when you think about what God's done for you, from salvation to deliverance to to, to blessings to all these things, and your emotion starts to take over, and you just start saying things. <laughs> Right? But when you're in agreement with God, you say what God has said. You begin to speak his word because you have God's heart. Okay? And it secures victory and warfare. Just not all the things you say and how many tongues you speak in and how long you pray and Terry. Terry was another thing, boy. I don't know who Terry was and how they made up Terry, but boy, you got to Terry. You got to Terry. You Listen, I, I <laughs> I was, in, I was in a prayer meeting one time with, with my boy. We was young, too. We were like 17 years old. I don't know why we went to this prayer meeting. We were 17 years old. And he, he said, hey, man, let's go to this prayer meeting, Apostolic Church. I got another friend that goes there. Uh, so we went to the Apostolic Church, and, uh, you know, we were at the prayer meeting. We were kind of sitting in the back, and they had a, uh, uh, they had a call for anybody who wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. So we said, yeah, that's, you know, we've been in church for a long time, but this thing about receiving the Holy Spirit, you know, let's let's see what this is all about. I told my boy, I said, Le'Von, let's go see what this is all about. So Le'Von went up first to the altar. And I'm talking about them people rushed him like piranhas or a piece of meat, which was good, it was good. Man, they rushed over. They started laying hands on him. They was pushing him down. They were speaking in tongues. And they, they was not going to let him get up until he started speaking in tongues. And if, I don't know if it didn't come to him just because, you know, of the, of the environment. He's like, what's going on here? And he, he, he wasn't speaking. So they, were, they was trying to get him to speak. So they started priming the pump. Just say a little bit. Just open your mouth. Just come on and say something. All right, been in a prayer meeting like that. Again, I'm not talking bad about anything. We all got different experiences, all right? Cool. But they, they was, they, I mean, priming the pump. Come on, come on. So I was like halfway down, then I started going back. Because I was like, I don't know. I mean, what happens if I don't speak in tongues? What's going to happen? I mean, we're going to be here all night? I mean, I got obligations. I got to go to school. It's Sunday night, you know, and uh, it's my senior year. I don't want to flunk out. What's going to happen? And I mean, they would not let this brother up until he spoke in tongues. So 24 minutes, because I was looking, 24 minutes into it, he'd had enough, and he just start saying anything. I know, because I know he was my friend. I, I knew. I said, Devon, you ain't speaking in tongues he's just saying anything so they could let him up and they finally let him up and he 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 said yeah exactly I didn't know I didn't even know he said I couldn't feel the spirit I couldn't feel anything because you know they they rushed me and they and and I think it was just it was a traditional thing it was a traditional thing they weren't allowing God to move because they already made up in their mind the formula and the way that this thing was going to work and you could tell that nobody really prayed and sought god on how what are we going to do today lord how 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 do you want to you know jesus said if you want the holy spirit just ask just ask but the apostolics at that particular church felt like ask and terry until terry i kept saying well terry please get here i don't know where terry is can you call terry and tell him because this you know But we have these things in our mind. We have these things in our mind, these traditions. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Here's what I'm asking you to do. And we'll continue on this, the powerful results of agreement prayer. Here's what I'm asking you to do as we go into this week. If you're able to do the devotions, please go ahead and do them. But this is what I'm asking you. This is what I'm asking of you is this week, begin to just empty your mind of everything. Empty your mind of traditions, of church, the way it's usually done, of circumstances, of the world, of the, all the problems that are going on in the world. I'm talking about when you go to devotion and come before God. First, just for a moment. I'm not, see, the way we can pray, the way we can uh, spiritual warfare against all of these things with the Ukraine, with economics, with, all the, with politics, with all of these things that are going on, the way we can do that is first, empty your mind of it first. Just for a moment, because we're going to attack it. Oh, we're going to get it. We're, we're victors, come on. But first, empty your mind of all of that, all of that. Don't go into prayer saying, I'm gonna pray for Ukraine at first, at first, okay? We're talking about first things first. You with me on that? Okay, don't don't go out here saying, Pastor Mike said, don't pray for nobody. Don't pray for Ukraine, don't pray. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about at first, empty your mind of all of those things. This week, when you go into your devotion time and only fix your mind on the Lord. He must be glorified first. Jesus gave us a model prayer. What's the very first, what's the, what's the first two words he said? Our Father. Our Father. That's the first thing you need to do. That's the first thing. And it's not, that can't be on its way to your petitions. Like, our Father, Lord, just please bless me with the, because you was already thinking about the petition. You threw our Father in there, okay? But it's got to be that. Pause there for a moment. Pause there for a moment. Whatever you want to say. You can say our father. If you feel funny about saying that because you're by yourself and you're like, you're looking around. All right, you don't want to say our father. Say my God, whatever it is you want to say. Gracious heavenly father. And then pause there for a moment. Pause for a moment and let him speak to you because God wants to talk to you. He wants to teach you how to pray. This week, and Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just this week. When you go into your prayer time. God is going to show you strategies on how to pray. I believe that God is going to come and, and say, I appreciate you praying. I do. And I love you for praying and spending time with me. Now, glory to glory. Now, let me take you to the next step. I'm going to teach you how to pray. I want to teach you what to say in your prayers and what not to say. I'm going to begin to show you what's tradition that you thought was just had to be in prayer. And we're going to insert some things that you never thought would be in prayer. You never thought that this was going to be part of prayer. I believe God is going to do that this week in your devotion time. If you will set your heart to come into agreement with him first, So before we come into agreement with each other, let's come into agreement with God and his word. And his word. Now, it doesn't take away reading his word this week. Because how are you going to come into agreement with his word if you don't know what his word says? Amen? We must know what it says.